0: <sighs> hey, Mark, tell us about those Vicks puts. Oh, fuck off, Ryan. God no, damn no, it. not so, a kind of Oh my, my your god, logic? Of
1: Hello, comrades. Welcome to the Ignorance Manifesto. Mark the Bear here. And Ryan the Raccoon. And together we are your podcast
0: host. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Here we go. I have a public service announcement. For all dudes listening, this is a behavior that needs to stop in the bathroom. Uh Uh-oh. In all bathrooms. Oh, no. When you are at the urinal, never spit your goddamn gum into the urinal. Oh,
1: geez. I know Stop exactly doing what you're that. talking about.
0: Yes. Who does that? Why Why do you do that? You know, that gum does not go anywhere. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't get flushed. So that means somebody has to pick it up. And would you do that in your own toilet, in your own
1: home? There's a fucking trash can right there, right next to you. Whenever you go wash your hands, and hopefully you're doing that, but that's probably another questionable behavior
0: that they're now probably doing yeah i saw this at a restaurant this past uh i saw it yesterday
1: so you were watching this guy i
0: wasn't watching him but <laughs> i went to the urinal and there it was just there it was red and it was a chewed piece of gum it was absolutely disgusting and like you said literally two feet away there was a trash can that was he could have just waited oh I don't get I don't understand the behavior to do something like that. And the poor guy that has to clean those urinals, you know, has to hopefully wear gloves and then grab it out of the urinal to throw the gum away. Cause the, the urinal had one of those uh what'd you call it? Like a plastic guard. Right, yes, yes. And so it's not like that gum was ever gonna get flushed away. Right. Like through the, the drain portion. And
1: that's the whole point of the plastic guard, right? So that way you're not
0: Yeah, is it that or is it like splash reduction well
1: there are different types of plastic guards cuz there are, there are those ones that have you know like all the what do you call it like they got all the prickly things and yeah, that that yeah. that softens the splash because of the i guess the surface area that it hits but then there are the other ones that just
0: constantly splash back at you so you have to aim away uh, absolutely disgusting oh
1: man what a start yeah,
0: so <laughs> that's my public service announcement all dudes if you're one of these dudes you need to fucking stop that's gross.
1: Stop spitting your gum into the urinal.
0: And furthermore, stop putting your gum underneath tables. Stop just spinning it on the ground. Throw it away. Are people still doing that? I mean, I guess, right? Well, I, I think gum chewing has dwindled up to this point, but I mean, you could still go to you know some restaurant and just happen to touch underneath the table, and it's always, it's always awful just to. You know, run across that hardened, smushed surface that is gum underneath the table. I mean, I guess I'm just never really touching under the
1: table. I don't want to know what's under the table. And I don't know. I'm too tall. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to put my hands on the table, it's going to be on top. And even then, just, I'm still questionable about that. I got to wipe it down first. You don't, you know, whatever.
0: But yeah. Throw your gum away, please. That's all.
1: Well, thanks for that public service announcement. you welcome. I think that's something we could all learn from, or at least the dudes. I don't know, do the women have any similar
0: <laughs> I, bath- I would bathroom tendencies that they need to be. <laughs> Stop I would doing- <laughs> trust women to be much more refined in that regard. Right, yeah. But I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some gross habits that I'm sure many women out there, you know, have problems with.
1: So if that's happening, whatever those may be, because we're not
0: you know we don't know what's going on in the women's restrooms then yeah don't just don't this be, is a civilized this is a civilized society mostly civilized society conduct yourselves accordingly please exactly that's all all right
1: so what's about to happen this week Ryan escuela oh boy it's muy school importante.
0: time muy importante yeah so school's about to start Oh, the anxiety's setting in. But also excitement. I'm looking forward to getting back on campus and just being a part of that culture again. But uh the work to come is more so, you know, a little scary. I know it's gonna be super hard since it's uh, you know, grad school masters level. Oh boy. So, Stepping it up a level. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know anybody that's that's been to, to grad school and I don't like there's not much uh, material out there that I guess can get you prepared of you know what to expect. Right. And how long has it been since you finished your undergrad? Uh, about a year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Okay. So not too bad, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, but what if I need? What if I need all that I learned in calculus too? <laughs> I don't remember that shit. Well, did <laughs> you know. save all your work? I saved most of it. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's that. That's the right way to do. And you know, doing. Uh, my last year of undergrad I did all my notes on my Surface Pro. So I did them all digitally and holy moly, that was a that was a game changer. Yeah? Yeah. As opposed to just traditional uh, pencil and and paper cuz w- when you do it digitally, there's all sorts of things that you can do like different colors, change fonts, you know, you can actually, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, put text within your notes so it's not just all handwritten. So you can make things stand out and like it just visually it will it really helps and makes your notes pop that much more
1: well that's pretty good but how did that play out for any of your math courses because i thought about doing that whenever i was in school of course that was what 10 plus years ago but it's like how are you going to type out the integral function of this you know of whatever equation it is like because of math and its stupid symbols did, did were you able to handle that appropriately or how Oh, did you well, do yeah that?
0: because mo- majority of what i did on the surface pro in terms of note taking were with the with the pen so i was i was writing everything out oh, but i okay. was writing it onto my tablet right oh okay um but one could write up everything using latex i found latex pretty useful what's latex i guess it's like a uh, like a programming oh, yes, kind of yes, thing yes
1: yes okay now i remember and when, <laughs> I, thought, I don't know for some reason i thought you were talking about like a latex glove i said what oh, the yeah. hell are you gonna yeah, do sorry. with that no you're right i that's latex the back. program that that came that comes back yep
0: yeah I, I learned that for one of my classes and uh the professor and he didn't require it but he said it was a good program to learn and it it makes your uh It makes the work that you turn in look way better, you know, when everything's written up and stuff. And it was very math oriented. So we had to use a lot of those symbols and stuff. And latex, you know, really made that possible to do stuff like that.
1: Yeah. No, that's pretty good. So with school starting, at least for you, real soon, I think a lot of other. People like K through 12 have just started or are about to start. Yeah, they tend to
0: start by like two weeks and four, one week before, yeah. or something like
1: that. Yeah, they, I think they just started, I don't know, different school districts, I think just started this last week. I'm not sure if there are any more that are about to start this coming week. But for you specifically, given that you've been gone or out of the education world for, I guess, a year and a half, how do you feel going into grad school? I mean, I know you ta- you mentioned just a second ago that, you know, You're one of the you're the only person, you know, who's done it. You know, you don't really have any or or do you do you have any resources to kind of like have you have you reached out to anybody that that maybe can share their experiences of what to expect? Are you just going in blind? Uh,
0: Pretty much going in blind. Uh, Now, before before I actually made the choice to go ahead and apply for the program, I did reach out on Reddit through the university subreddit. And, um, basically asking like, Hey, is there anybody out there that went through this program? You know, like how rigorous was the coursework? Can you recommend any specific classes? You know, who was, who was a professor that really stood out? Like, you know, Hey, give me some ideas here. Essentially that was, uh, that was my post and I got, I got nothing. I got, I got two replies, but one was telling me to, um, to, to reach out to the program director. It's like, this isn't this is not what i'm asking in my post i'm asking for people that have taken the program and what they and how they felt about it after completing it and then and then the second one was uh this was the exact response uh by spy calls
1: (laughs) i remember when you told me that (laughs) And that's I kid such a you leg- not.
0: That is the that was the response. Buy spy calls, and they weren't wrong. How long ago was it? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, no, that was the right move. That was absolutely the right. That was good advice. Of course, you stepped right into
1: this by saying you posted on Reddit. So what did you yeah. expect in reality? <laughs>
0: I, mean, I mean, sure, it I wasn't I, under Wall Street bets. You know? I know,
1: I know, but I, and I'm sure there are some serious, you know more serious subreddits but of course you're gonna find something like that you're gonna get that in reddit
0: so that's pretty that, actually that is was genius that yeah, was pretty hilarious whoever um, that
1: was was right
0: yeah <laughs> so hopefully you bought spike hall sir back then right Back then
1: okay so without any help <laughs> without any feedback from the world how important is it for you to complete this program or how scared if at all are you in going into this new venture these unknown uncharted territories at least from your perspective
0: well i mean completing my undergrad was super important to me because i mean it took me much longer than a normal person just because i was going i was i went i worked at my undergrad part-time for the longest time because i was always working full-time yeah. And for anybody out there that's the wrong way to do it. If you have the possibility of tackling your education full-time, do it. Yeah. It's a privilege, but if you if you can get if that can happen, do it. So, I guess just because it took me so long to get my undergrad, you know, there was plenty of times where it just I just felt like so discouraged, It's like, "Oh, if I keep going at this pace, it's going to take me this amount of years and I I could just be focused on, maybe I could be more focused on work and maybe get inva- advancement there. Yeah. And uh, maybe that would be more fruitful. So, you know, in those moments, you know, it gets really tough and you get really depressed at times, but uh, you just, you learn to problem solve. And the way that I problem solved was, is uh, I got with my, at the time, girlfriend. We figured out our finances and we found out that, it was possible for me to take a year off of work to go get my undergrad, uh, tackle that full time, so I could finally finish and get my uh and get my uh, my degree. Yeah. So in doing that, and I, taking my my last year of undergrad and working at it full time, holy moly! Like I did some of my best work during that year in terms of you know my uh, academic work. Yeah, And uh, I made the best grades that I've ever made.
1: Really? And on your last year? Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like you said, you you now have the ability to focus full time on it. I just felt that maybe because of the nature of the way the courses progress and they're more advanced that, but I mean, that's, that's great. Like the, that you got your best grades in your last year. Mine was completely opposite, but
0: you know, we'll, <laughs> well, I mean, we also have uh, two different, uh, two different majors. As, yeah, um, like I think so for for economics, it definitely seemed like as as you progress and ad- advanced in the classes, everything just became, yes, vig- uh, rigorous, but not impossible. Like all the answers were there. It's just that you really had to put in the work. And by work, I mean six hours a day into right. into studying, doing your homework and preparing for exams or whatever it may be like it's not something that you can just go to class come home maybe do maybe do your homework and then like you know dip out go have fun like no you have to you ha- literally have to treat it like a full-time job a full-time job yeah absolutely I mean, yep i mean there were plenty of days where i, I mean i'd be hit i'd be hitting the books for 12 hours and it was not easy but In the end, it was very rewarding. More often than not, I was very prepared for my exams. Nice. So were you ever afraid that
1: you weren't going to make it? That you weren't, I guess, the big word, were you ever afraid of failing?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, especially when, uh, especially in the math classes, Uh, just because I don't know what it I, mean, I kind of do know what it is in math. Every like everything is so ambiguous and I think I think instructors for math they want their students to 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 be put through that, that torture <laughs> or yeah that yeah, gauntlet, of... gauntlet that's a good that's a good word. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know all about the math world and
1: it's... gosh, it it I I have traumatic dreams to this day. And that was a good Ten years ago, oh, yeah, almost ten years ago, when I completed my undergrad, and just to be clear for everybody, I my major was mathematics, and uh, it was not fun. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, okay, so it it was enjoyable, but it it was definitely very, very stressful. Very stressful. I mean, just as Ryan said, you know, just just as you're saying that 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 math fucking It beats you down. It does. It absolutely does. They rip you apart. They show you what you're really made of. And then you realize, oh my God, I don't know shit. You you know, it's it's so bad. It it's belittling, I guess, is is a way to put it. It really humbles you and it makes you realize like, yeah, I thought I was pretty smart, but holy hell, who came up with all these things, all these theorems that we use today. And Oh gosh, it yeah, that
0: that that was definitely quite the experience for me. And just sitting in your seat and like sheer terror to like ask a question just because you don't even understand the the concepts that are on the board enough to even formulate like a a good question to ask yeah like being yeah. being so confused to the point where you don't know which direct in which direction to step for help you know that
1: that's i have a, I have a really good example of this. this sticks with me to this day and that's when i realized i think i learned from this uh, uh not just a little bit i learned a lot from this actually but i was in one class it was a probability course and they were talking about i believe it was the Poisson variable or function. I don't even remember half of the crap anymore, but the instructor was going over this, going over a problem on the board. You know, he walked through it all something about the average time that it, that, uh, that you wait, the average number of minutes that you would be put on hold on a particular, some bullshit that I don't really fucking care about at this point anymore, but he ends up solving it. And he asks, and I'm completely clueless. I, I'm just thinking like, I, how does any of this make sense? I don't get it. So he ends up asking the class, "Anyone have any questions?" No one says anything. You can hear a freaking pin drop. And so I timidly raised my hand and he said, "Yes." I said, um, "Yeah, can you uh, can you go over that again? Like, what what exactly were you doing there?" He I remember he said, "Well, which part? Which part do you not understand?" And I said. Uh, all of it (laughs) I just (laughs) flat out embarrassed myself in front of the entire class and just like, fuck it. I mean, I'm going to admit it. I don't know it. I don't, I, I, and I studied, you know, I, I, I know what the Poisson variable does or whatever the hell it was that, 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 that we were learning back then. So he ends up going over it. Right. And as he's going over it, I swear every person in not every person, but so many people in that class would you know, kind of raise their hand and say, hey, but wait, what about that? Oh, what about this? What about that? There were at least like five or six different people freaking asking questions when he asked if anyone had any questions. And I was the dumbass who had to throw myself out in front of the entire class and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm stupid. You know, so you I learned something. Yeah, you I, <laughs> I learned something there that even though I felt that I was completely out of place, because that's essentially what I felt like, you know, I, everybody in there was you know pretty smart or. And I know it's a stereotype, but there were a lot of like Asians in there. So, you know, they're good at math and, God. you know, I, whatever. I mean, that's it's that. But that's essentially that's exactly what it was. That's how it goes. Yeah. But I so I felt so out of place and just I felt that it, I was way in over my head, you know, and this is just probability. This is like second year, you know, and I end up going a couple more years and let's let's not get there yet, at least. <laughs> but I learned at that point that. I was not the only one, you know, that even though I felt that I was out of place, that I was the clueless, I was the dumb one. Actually, there are other people in this classroom that share that same sentiment, if not, you know, something similar to the way I was feeling. You know, we were all on that same level, I guess. And that was my first glimpse into that in that moment.
0: No, I get it. I get it. For me in math, my last math class... Advanced linear algebra. Oh boy. And uh I just remember, you know, the <laughs> the professor going over, you know, some crazy ass wacko theorem and uh, you know, turns around and he's, he's an old dude. He turns around, and he's like soft spoken, he's like, Yeah, any questions? And everybody's just like staring at the board and nobody's nobody's saying anything. And just like the disappointment on his face, like, huh? You know, <laughs> just like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, I know you don't know, but oh, I'm yeah, just gonna move on. <laughs> it's like, hmm,
1: yeah, you're gonna pay for this on the exam. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> oh man. Man, uh, I can I can say that economics is much more forgiving. However, it's heavy heavy workload. Um, there's a lot of random theorems that you have to learn crazy terms and just functions, like math functions, uh that you have to learn, especially for microeconomics. So one thing that I learned very quickly, like once I finally uh be declared my major in economics, is that a lot of people in economics don't like math. Well wow, and really? that's something that they don't realize until like year two. Oh that, wow that it's actually very math intensive. Why wouldn't
1: it be? I mean, why would you go in not thinking? I, I just the economy. I mean, you're you're talking about quantitative analysis, right? I mean, you're talking about numbers one well, way or another.
0: Well, you see, um, there are classes that that you can select that are geared towards quantitative analyses type type right. routes, or you can go like you can search the classes on, on something like what rate my professor and stuff like that so you can you can read out other people's experience and you can see get an idea of what the class kind of goes over and you can also talk to your uh your your colleague students as well that have taken the course but there seem to have been like two kinds of classes like one that's heavily math intensive and uh, has a quantitative bent to it or a type of class that is writing based so okay. more um what logical kind
1: of I mean that still falls i I would feel so when you say writing based, I mean, you're gonna have to summarize a behavior or something right i or or yeah,
0: maybe read up on a topic and then uh report in a in a term paper like so kind of like a and i and I, I don't know, I guess this might fall into
1: but like a social science kind of
0: thing like, I think so, yeah, so
1: it's 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 more analyzing not not with numbers and quantitatively analyzing but kind of analyzing behavior
0: you know to that. that i I never took one of those courses i see yeah i i I always uh sought out the more uh math side of things because i felt like that was something that was more relevant and i mean i wanted i wanted i wanted the 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 classes that were actually going to pose a challenge and my minor was mathematics so I was like this is probably going to be easier for me either way. Yeah. It it was still it was still hard and yes to 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 co- go back to your earlier question like I was constantly afraid that I was I was going to fail like holy holy moly I, I there's so much there's so many terms, so many different things in this one unit and I don't know if I studied all of them enough. Now I'm going, right. in, I'm going into my exam. I look at the exam and I don't immediately remember everything. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. This is it. This is the end. And, you know, that'd be exam one. But then, it, then like, the grades come out and you find out that you're, like, in the top tier somehow. And then you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. Then you go through the same shit for the second exam. <laughs> it doesn't get easier. But, no, it, in the end all that hard work paid off and it made the uh, the accomplishment that much sweeter for now for masters i feel like it's going to be just as hard it's going <laughs> to yeah. be it's gonna, it well obviously right it's going to be just as hard um the thing that i'm very interested in to know is it's definitely to me i i don't think it's going to be how undergrad is cuz you know think back to undergrad you got a lot of Late teens, early twenty-year-olds, yeah. you know, and you're making that that transition from high school and into you know undergrad. And, and in fact, there,
1: there's even a period for the first year or even two where you find your fellow classmates are are kind of dropping out. Like it, it's almost a weed out process. You know, yeah. they they find out yeah. that oh crap, this isn't what I wanted to do. This isn't what I signed up for. This is too much for me. And they. Whether they drop out or maybe just switch majors completely, but that that is there is a that transition period in the undergrad uh, realm, I
0: guess, yeah, and obviously that's that's where the largest influx of students are going to be found in the un- undergrad, you know, would call it, section or subset of right. uh, of all uh, of all students. So now I'm going into a program that is much much smaller. like there is probably only about 20 20, 25 to 30 students in the whole program oh wow really uh, yeah and
1: that makes sense it's more specified yeah right more specific it's a specialized i guess is probably the word i was
0: and so i'm assuming that my (laughs) my classes are going to be you know tiny i'm going to have that i guess that intimacy with the with the professor and on top of that you know the the work that i'm going to be doing and turning in i mean i don't know i'm i'm speculating here but this is how i think is this is what i think it's going to be i think it's going to be i'm going to go into it and the work that i'm going to turn in has to be it has to be me like it, it's not something that i can go on quizlet right it's not something that i can go on cheggs <laughs> okay or, yeah, you know yeah. like here here's a question now i can find an answer and then just bubble in a, an answer like right. no i it, i think this is something that I'm going to have to write up. It's going to have to be my own economic theory. And from that moment forward, I'm going to have to be developing my own economic theory. So it's basically like I am I have to show the professors how I'm tempering myself in the context of actually being an economist. Wow. <laughs> does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, like, no,
1: no, it does. Absolutely. But that sounds insane you know because <laughs> you're right like you're going into an uncharted you can't go you can't google your answers anymore well actually you couldn't really google many of your answers at least in my field like for math well once we got into proofs it's like all that shit's out the window we were just <laughs> yeah. all on our own we had to make some shit up and try to figure it out oh god but yeah you're right you're you're, you're going into uncharted territory and essentially i mean we're well i guess ultimately a phd would be the one that's contributing knowledge new knowledge new findings right something that doesn't exist but you're right there at the cusp of it i mean you need to start thinking like that i guess is probably what their expectation is of you
0: yeah cuz um at the very end of the of the whole program i'll get the option to do a um either a thesis or an internship so, okay At this point, I haven't made up my mind. I think it would be more practical to go towards the internship, so I can, you know, go straight to work. Uh, If I wanted to be, you know, if I wanted to be an academic, then maybe I could think of something worth developing a thesis on. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'll 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 cross that bridge when I get to it. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. When you get there. It seems to me that the. What's the what's the term I'm looking for here? The the wager here is more extensive. It's heavier now that I'm going into this, because I gave up a well paying job with tremendous benefits and great job security so that I can tackle this full time. Oh, okay. So so now, you know, all the expenses that I have are now on my wife's shoulders. So you're fully vested. I'm yeah, I'm invested at this at this point i've already quit my job and so there's no chance of you quitting this no and i have to, i have to i have to succeed like i there's failure is not an option oh jeez
1: and what if it is or how would you define failure i guess it it is if you just drop out
0: of the program right well yeah yeah that would be failure i mean to go <laughs> to well yeah that that is failure right but to go but well, even be, even worse. Sorry, go ahead. No,
1: I was going to say to be fair, I guess other people think of failure, uh, they may have higher and not to say that you don't have the standards, but just getting by, you know, like barely scraping just to pass may be a failure in one person's eyes also. You know, I guess people can define success or failure in different ways, but ultimately for your case, at at the bare
0: minimum, failure would be not completing the program, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean just even <laughs> scraping by and you know if you, if you get that degree and you get a job hey that's actually a win right right yeah. <laughs> cuz that that was the point especially if you if uh, if I were to go the internship route and uh, at the end and, of the day they don't look at your grades either they're just yeah, looking they're at just that like, piece of paper and on, that's it whatever you can do this shit all right come on let's do it let's get to work but man to to go into something like this and the workload ends up being like too much so, like, the workload is is too difficult to the point where I can't even... F- I can't figure it out, and I can't, I guess, compete with the others, and I'm, you know, below tier in, in the ranking that of my fellow classmates. Like, that would be a really, like, harsh failure, like, for me. Oh, okay. Just so- because, like, in the past, I've always been able, like... Classes have been difficult and problems have been very difficult but I've always found a way to figure it out and get a good grade. Right. Up to this point like I've I figured it out. If I can't do that here, well, well shit how I guess how smart am I, right? Dang. No, I mean smarts not smarts not the right word since it's something it's something else, you know, just like, you know. Well, I mean, now I'm going to start questioning my my own intelligence. Ooh,
1: yeah, yeah. Man, that gets crazy cuz yeah, we're not, Yeah, why? Why you can't belittle your intelligence, even though all of my math professors did to me when I was an <laughs> undergrad. But you know, fuck that. But, but I mean, you've made it this far, right? So, in a sense, you've already succeeded. Even the fact that you've applied for the program, got acceptance to the program, you're about to start. I mean, that in itself is a success. I would ride with that, and I mean, I know naturally, yes, there is going to be that lingering fear of maybe you're gonna, you know, maybe you're not cut out for this. You know, if, if it turns out that you can't figure out these problems and and you get there, like, yeah, sure. There's going to be a lingering fear, but you've got to this point for a reason is, you know, you obviously had the qualifications and the capability to reach this point. I don't know that, but then again, it's a natural thing. I don't think that you should be too scared of failing i think as long as you put in the work i mean the only thing that's going to hold you back i and this is just me talking personally is is being lazy if you end up fucking you know slacking off and not doing your work well then that's on you and that failure is not so much a failure of capabilities but it's a failure in (laughs) tending to your responsibilities right right yeah
0: yeah and i think up to this point i've been pretty good about about like being responsible with the things that I've chosen to, you know, take on, but I, I don't fear being lazy because I'm actually kind of looking forward to the the nature of the course coursework. It's going to be different to me than undergrad because undergrad there's a lot of filler stuff, right? And you know, just. Here's some terms, learn it. Here's some math, you know, learn it, and then replicate it on an exam. But now I feel like I'm going to be taking that step into something that's a little bit more that requires more logic and rationalization. As I, as I said just a little while ago, developing my own my own economic theory and whatever that means to me. So I think the coursework is going to be way more interesting. Yeah. And um, as long as you know, <laughs> I don't play video games. <laughs> <laughs> that i think i'm going to be i think i'm going to be okay it's you know but that fear is always going to be there my you know my all my my family's excited you know that i even got into the got into the program or maybe even more simply you know just deciding to take that you know take on that challenge yeah maybe when i didn't have to but uh but no everybody's excited and so, so failure would be a devastating like to me on multiple levels.
1: Yeah. And I don't think you're going to fail. I think you're going to do just fine. But kind of thinking a little more generally, I guess, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, I think, but people have a different definition of success and failure depending on whatever situation they're in, right? Uh, We just talked a little bit earlier, like for undergrads, we know that that's a transition period in in the first year or two. I mean, students get weeded out, whether they drop out or they – switch majors do you think that is considered a failure whenever that happens to other students
0: well or or i don't know i'm just i'm just thinking it would be dependent on the student right like yeah because everybody yes everybody has their own ideas of what success and, and failure is you know for I mean, I'm trying to think okay, 18 years old going into going into college, you know, you're excited, you want, you want to have fun, you know. Uh maybe maybe the academic part of going to college isn't your top priority. Right. And so maybe that first year you're finding out that this major's not for you, blah blah blah. Maybe you drop half your classes, maybe you drop all of them, you know. Yeah. Uh I guess if you were in that mindset, I don't think that that would be a failure you know, to you per se. The reason I bring it up is because, and I'm just going to share a little personal experience of
1: mine is um, not too long after high school. I mean, I did go, actually, I went straight to work after high school, which in retrospect, I think it was a mistake, but it's okay. I don't have any regrets, but ultimately when I did decide to go to school again, you know, go, go to college, math was not my first pick. That was not at all in my mind of what I wanted to do. Uh, I think there were probably surrounding influencers or something, but one of the things that really drew me in was, uh, 3d modeling and animation. And I, I actually ended up going to school for that for a few years, come to find out it wasn't for me. I I realized I, you know, I like it. I enjoy it. I love, you know, animation. That's when Pixar was coming up and big, you know, I was, I I said, man, that would be really cool to do, do all that good stuff. But I had to realize that, well, I didn't have to, I guess, but I almost, I, I definitely felt that that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I had to retreat back. I, 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 I stopped that major altogether. And I remember feeling really devastated. I felt like a failure because I said, what have I done for the last, you know, four or five years of my life? you know, after high school, essentially, because I did work for a couple of years. And then I went to school for another couple of years. So I said, I'm right back to where I started. All I am is just older, and I have nothing to show for it. So I remember that being a very challenging period for me, because you struggle with that. And I guess also, you know, as you said earlier, and I agree, everybody has their own personal standards, I guess, what how they define a Uh, success or failure but it took me some time it took me a few months to realize hey you know what everyone makes mistakes in fact during that time i was reading a a biography on albert einstein and and I didn't finish because i'm stupid but (laughs) (laughs) but what i did learn is that this guy you know we all praise and and you know we view him as a genius right because with theory of relativity and all that i mean he really went out there but He's just a normal guy. If you look at his history, he was like at the bottom of his class in in like mathematics and even his he loved physics but he sucked at math. And <laughs> even his you know his professors would say, "Hey, you kind of need this to help you grow in that," but he he was, you know, at the bottom of his he he wasn't in other words, he's just a human being, just like just like any of us, you know. Sure he ended up coming up with E equals MC squared and all that. But at the end of the day, he was still human. He had his many failures. So I guess I learned from that and I said, all right, well, screw it. Hit, hit, let's hit the reset button. You know, instead of viewing my experience as a mistake, you know, per se, why not view it as a learning experience? This is what I learned. That's not going to work for me. This is what I'm not going to end up doing for the rest of my life. And now I've learned a little something about myself. And with that knowledge, now I could take another path and try again. And so that, that's, that's what I did. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to understand what it means to fail and how, you know, I know that a lot of people, and I think it's a natural thing, but a lot of people get really devastated and bummed out and they feel worthless or whatever, whenever they quote unquote fail, whatever that definition is for you. But I I, I just – I want to know how deep it goes and whether or not that's something that you could
0: mold and just kind of change that frame of thought. Well, I think for sure you can mold it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like that was kind of a skill you you gained after maybe this initial failure in, um, in 3D modeling.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how to 3D model anymore. But, yeah, I've got some – whatever. Yeah, it's been a while. I've never – is that the skill you're talking about, or the skill in learning from a mistake?
0: Uh, well, the the skill in learning from that particular mistake.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like so. And it's not a mistake, but just you know, whatever, bad choice. No rag rats. <laughs> no regrets. If, absolutely, yeah.
0: So no, I think, I think people have to, to figure that out on their own and mold themselves to figure out how to get those wins to get them going again, because if. If failure to to a person is you know setting a goal and then not meeting the goal, so you get depressed and you say like cluck everything, I'm you know I'm just I'm just not gonna do it because I I failed here. Well, okay, well now ask yourself, was that goal even realistic? Right. Yeah. So if it's not like if it's not a realistic goal, and you're beating yourself over for not for not getting or for not meeting that expectation, then yeah, I you have to take a step back and analyze that for yourself and then set those small uh, milestones. Right. Yeah. Or, or ask, I mean,
1: because what, what you learn is why didn't I reach that goal? Why, what is it that stopped me from reaching that goal? And, and if you can't answer that, then you really have, you really should then take a step back and start assessing, well, what was I even trying to do? Because you have to understand why you didn't, why it didn't work out for you why you didn't quote unquote succeed and why you ended up failing you got to be critical with yourself absolutely
0: yeah and that's probably very uncomfortable for a lot of people
1: it is yeah but i mean ultimately what's really uncomfortable is that emotion that devastation that you feel because that's gonna happen right you're gonna you're gonna feel bummed out at the very least that you didn't make whatever it is that you were trying to do or you're gonna get really fucking depressed and devastated from it so that is almost kind of a given in anyone's shortcomings the next step is to then as you said criticize yourself terror look within yourself and figure out what is it that that uh did not allow me to reach this goal did i do something wrong did i not was i was there something else i should have done maybe I shouldn't have done this at all. Like, or, you know, maybe that's not, as you said earlier, not enough, not a realistic goal. Maybe I should have set the, not that you should set the bar lower. And I think that's another topic that maybe we'll get there in a second, but, um, yeah. Finding
0: that sweet spot of like little goals to set that progress to the, the next level.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But also I, so it's all right. I don't know how to put this. Um, so there's also kind of this flip side and probably something that's been happening on in just in, in general in society is the idea that everyone is a winner, right? <laughs> so there's that, you know, we, we've been talking about, I guess from our experiences is like this hard work and all this pressure we put on ourselves and, and, you know, you, you, failure not an option, right? Like you, you have to succeed. Right. But then I, I feel that, Younger generations are, and and you know what? This could be a cyclical thing, or not cyclical, but this could be just ongoing from previous generations to previous. That they always think the next generation is uh, coddled, I guess. Yeah, that's a good good serve. Yeah. And so you all, you know, the, the two soccer teams are playing, and, you know, the score was three to two, but everyone's a winner. And it's like, well, no, actually, the other team's the winner. You know, y'all <laughs> lost.
0: No pizza for the losers. Team lost.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to You don't have to be so hard about it. But <laughs> but I think it's no, it's important. It, it, I, I, I do think this is important because if you don't have that chance to fail, that chance to fall, if all your life you've been growing up and you've been told that you've done great, that you've win- that you're a winner, like, you know, you get your participation ribbon and all that where do you get a chance to learn you know where do you get to a chance to learn from any of your mistakes that you make what what effect does that ultimately have when you truly do fail at something on your own you know outside of school or outside of like team sports or whatever how devastating is it going to be whenever you, you you get that first real yeah. world failure you know
0: and i think a lot of people Maybe well, in that in that camp that you're talking about right now, I think a lot of people's first experience of that is probably working a job or going to college. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. All right.
1: And, and we did do our experiences, or we have been talking about our college experiences. But I can remember some of my very earliest failures, and I remember how devastating it was for me. And I just don't know. And and maybe I'm completely wrong, but. I don't know if that same sentiment is shared in the younger generation. So, so for example, I remember, Oh gosh, I remember being in the first grade and I was in the spelling bee. And I remember I kind of didn't want to be in the spelling bee, but I was, and you know, they had a list of words and it was like, you know, the first grade level words all the way up to like fifth grade level words. Right. So all of the elementary school was involved. And I ended up making it to like the top three in the, you know, there were, there were three of us left, right? Because everyone's getting eliminated whenever you spell a wrong word. And we were already at the fourth grade level words. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know these words. And I remember they, they told me, you know, you know, your next word is build. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, build. B I L D build
0: and and i
1: i just you know and they told me that now i will never forget how to spell build right it's you know b what is it uh no i'm just kidding b-u-i-l-d right so (laughs) i know that and i i remember learning from that and even more so is that the first the top two the top two uh participants or contestants have are they contestants no just participants Participants, right um they got trophies and I didn't, you know, it was just one and two. I said, man, there's not even a third place. Not, not that I would have been really happy with the third place trophy, but that, that stuck with me, you know, and, and that wasn't, an, I didn't get, or maybe I did, but I never, maybe I just didn't, didn't perceive it that way. I don't remember getting like a good job or, I, and I know this sounds really bad. I'm sure that they did, but I was, my mindset was more that I failed. I was kind of stuck on the fact that, I didn't win, and maybe again, it's probably just because I put my the standards too high on myself or something. But that—that that
0: was a first grader. That was a yeah. <laughs> that was in the first grade.
1: I think I just I was I was raised in a very strict household. I think that's probably part <laughs> to do with it as well. But yeah, no, that that was that was a really big deal to me. And so basically, the point I'm getting at is, I mean, these are experiences, and I have more, and I'm not going to bore everybody. Well, not, I don't know if it's boring, but they it makes it, it makes me in a vulnerable state if i share these stories but i have other stories that that play out through elementary middle school uh, i don't know too much in high school i think in high school i was just so fed up with everything but whatever i do have multiple stories and and you know there are times that i have experienced in my life growing up where i felt like a failure you know even though i did well generally speaking you know just like kind of everyone does, there were still bars that I didn't meet that made me feel like I failed. But ultimately, I learned from those experiences. So my question is, is that same thing kind of happening now? Are, uh, um, you know, are kids still, and and I don't know if this was a general, you know, thing that applied to a lot of kids or many kids, but are, are kids, do they feel that nowadays? Are are, are are you know or or are things more lax like the the you know the the two soccer teams who played and one of them won but they were all winners.
0: I wonder if that's just like a maybe a, a goofy stereotype that we have for toddlers. So, yeah. So okay. Well, for if, toddlers, if that, okay. if that is the case, okay. The the the. The kindergarten soccer team right you know yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, there's the the score is three to two one team wins and one team loses but everybody treats it like oh you know it was a good game everyone's a winner in the end blah 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 you know if if that's the uh if that's the tone that they wanted to set with the outcome then maybe so be it but does it change when you when they hit like I don't know what let's say third fourth fifth grade when things start to become a little bit more aggressive um kids start learning plays you know and yeah especially for boys i'm sure it goes for girls too you know they start getting that competitive that competitive spirit right you know i think at that point a person wouldn't a fifth grader is not going to be content with the the tone that everybody won Especially if you have a, a, a very competitive fifth grader, right? Like, no, I'm sure that, that fifth grader <laughs> wants to win. The, yeah. You know, uh, that fifth grader wants to defeat the other person. <laughs> uh, wants to trash his entire class. Yeah. But see, okay, so even if there is
1: that one fifth grader who trashes the class, and now every, everybody in the class is like, oh, fuck, like, you know, Bob just kicked all of our asses. Are, are, are teachers nowadays saying, no, it's okay, you did you did a really good job? T- I mean... I don't know. I I I know what I'm trying to portray. You know, but-
0: um, I the, I don't want to get too political, but like <laughs> uh, I feel like in 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 this spirit that I think for a while, especially maybe in 2018, there was a big push for, um, you know, like a big push towards uh, what's the correct way to f- f- feminizing boys? N- not feminizing boys, but like pushing boys to be more in tune with their emotional side okay or like trying to weed out that that aggressive competitive spirit
1: oh i see yeah yeah so if you did have that aggressive competitive spirit trying to temper that i guess
0: yeah and there was a lot of rhetoric that i remember seeing on social media during those times that you know just kind uh, okay so for example, like the the phrase "toxic masculinity." Uh, have you heard that phrase before? I
1: it no no I I feel like I have, but I don't. I would just go for it. I don't know.
0: Okay, well, well, this phrase popped up uh, quite frequently. Uh, again, I be, I believe this is like 2017, 2018. The term to- "toxic masculinity" and one of those traits that were listed under this umbrella term of what is toxic masculinity was that aggressive competitive like side of that tends to come with being a boy right okay um yeah not not to get too deep into that bullshit because it is bullshit but just to just to your point i think to some degree i do believe that there was a a small effort to try to maybe quell some of that that aggressive competitive spirit within you know boys at least
1: okay so then and as a result or or the the desired outcome being what that we're all equal or so yeah i mean not not to say that we're not but (laughs) you know like
0: so i i think so like in in a
1: competitive sense it's like
0: or just really trying to instill the uh maybe like some underlying truth that that boys and girls are kind of equal
1: okay and that these games that we play or these sports and these events that it's not to be taken so seriously, but more like it's like casual gameplay. And it's like, hey, good game. We all had a good game. We're all winners. We all had fun.
0: Perhaps. See, I'm not sure if it went as far as to as uh, game officials or coaches in, I don't know, middle school sports. You know, I don't know if it went that far to where you know those people were. I guess trying to instill that tone within either practice or at the end of games. I don't know if that was the case, but in terms of the rhetoric that was kind of popular, like on social media during that time, it suggested to me that um, that there was a kind of push for boys to stop being so competitive because of, because it was a trait of their masculinity that was toxic towards females in the, once they became adult males. I guess. I
1: see. Oh, wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That gets like,
0: yeah, that's why I don't want to go too, too deep into that. But, um, how I want to, at least I want to believe that that mentality I think would end probably in the third grade. I think once, once third grade, fourth grade athletes start getting that, that extra energy, you know, that they start, realizing how to how to make plays and you know they get skilled at whatever maybe it's soccer they start learning how to juggle the ball and, and with their feet and stuff and i think they start getting competitive and i think the the concept of winning uh overrides any <laughs> <laughs> any yeah. sensitive emotions right yeah yeah oh man that's
1: crazy the, just just because you brought up soccer it just reminded me of and and this is crazy because rocket league you know who are the fucking experts at Rocket League? And how skilled... Are- these are kids, you know? These are the younger generation. So maybe I'm completely wrong in that whole competitive spirit because I've seen some videos of like of, of these pro players just stomping on anyone that they're playing in. And they're at that, you know, supersonic legend rank, right? But, you know, they're they're, they're doing these YouTube clips, you know, they have a following or whatever. And just the communication that they have... You know, although they're only, and essentially they're just talking to the audience whoever whoever's watching that YouTube video, or or live stream or whatever. But when you hear what like the things that they're saying, I mean, first off, they're so locked in, they're so competitive, and not that they're trash talking, but it's it it, it is a it's really interesting. I don't know how to describe it. I can't put my finger on it, but. Yeah, that competitive spirit absolutely still exists. I mean, the same goes with Super Smash Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, like or with any of these video games. So yeah, maybe maybe my that stereotype of younger generations being softer, where you know, whereas they're maybe maybe they're not playing as many sports, but they're playing esports or something like that. Competitive spirit, I think, still exists. Now, how would they feel if whenever they lose a game or something, you know? I think there's I think there tends to be more of like the rage quitters. Yeah. You know, like they just throw the controller and it's like and walk off or whatever. But it's ultimately, a glitch in the game. <laughs> they'll, they'll, ultimately they'll come back. I mean, I think we've all kind of been there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, rage quitters. Yeah, there's plenty of good compilations online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the controller. That's why. But um just uh just real quick, I do have an example um from when I was a. Uh, Let's say uh, kindergartner up to fifth grade, just to kind of—I think this is the right term—just to kind of juxtapose your experience as a first grader with my experience uh-huh. as a as a kindergartner and then through fifth grade with baseball. Oh, okay. So uh, my parents always enrolled me in in baseball after you know during the summer. Lucky. I hated baseball. Oh man, I like. I had to ask for
1: years, and then finally, I got like one year in the fifth grade, and everybody had already gone up through T-ball and shit
0: all the way up, and I'm here as a newcomer. But whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I strongly disliked baseball. I didn't find it fun. I I always hated going out when it's hot or it's humid or it just rains so the field was all wet and there's mosquitoes. I you were such an adult. At such a young age, (laughs) I just knew what I liked. At that, you know, uh, as a kid, you know, like I liked video games. And once I got to like fourth and fifth grade, I liked skateboarding. So, why go out and do something that I don't enjoy, so that I can be at home playing video games and then going out with my friends skateboarding? Yeah, and it never made any sense to me. But my, like, uh, every fucking summer, no parents had to throw me into that bullshit. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose I progressed because I played it as I had to, I had no choice but to do it, but it was something that I never put any effort into. So I, I had no want to, I guess, be that star player. I didn't, I didn't care. I was just there to fill up space. You can throw me in the outfield. If if a ball flies up, I'll try to catch it. But if I don't, it's no, I don't, I don't care. Right. Okay. And, and like the pressure of the team could be on me. It's like, I don't care. I go home and I do things that I like, you know, after this, you're not my friends from school that I go to, you know, I don't know you. I don't know you people. I don't know you. (laughs) So, so that, you know, wouldn't. Like that pressure was wasn't even on me like enough to put in effort, I guess.
1: So essentially, in order to fail, you have to have a goal to strive for. Yeah, in your case, you had no goal other than I, my goal is to get back home and do the things I like. If
0: anything, my failure was not conveying to my parents that I hated <laughs> baseball, and my failure was that they kept enrolling me every year.
1: That was your failure. That was my failure.
0: like <laughs> Oh boy. So yeah, I was I was consistently ranked one of the more poor players because I didn't you know I didn't care enough to 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 really try. I didn't care about my batting average. Like you know, just <laughs> if I'll, I'll take a swing if I hit and then I'll run, whatever. <laughs> so like you know, losing the game or I guess being ranked you know as as a a poor batter or whatever it may be, that wasn't a failure for me, and yeah. that that did not contribute whatsoever to to who this raccoon is today right like so other than you hated the fact that you had to go through that yeah (laughs) um i didn't have more time to spend with my friends or video games or you know skate skateboarding when i was in fourth and fifth grade because i didn't i was unable to show to my parents that i hated this stupid sport dang yeah. So no, I, thought that was, I thought that was a fun uh, little duality, you know, with your experience. And, yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: And no, that, that,
0: you know, like we said earlier, that it's a
1: good point because failure doesn't exist unless a goal exists. In your case, when you were playing baseball, you had no first off, you had no desire to be there and you weren't striving for anything other than to go home, like completely out of the picture <laughs> of whatever baseball was. There was so there was no no chance for failure. Now, what happens, or what? What? How do you think it would have happened if you happened just to have that natural talent? You were just hitting every single ball. You were hitting home runs. You know, you had an amazing average, even though you didn't like it. You just had that natural talent, and you did. You ended up being a star player. Yeah. Oh, that would be weird, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I know it's kind of a thought experiment, but I was just wondering, like, would you have embraced it at that point? You know, when you
0: realize, yeah, I didn't like this, but I'm good at it. You know. It's, I mean, I, guess, I suppose it'd be, it's possible, but that's kind of one of those things where, well, I guess you could have like a, a very good, like, uh, uh, what would it be? Like a really fast reflex. So yeah. like you were able to like, be very precise when you swung the bat. and you Fast were, reflex and, yeah. and just natural, good hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Dang, I, I guess. I mean, that probably would have changed some things, but... I feel like for most people, it's something that you would have to work at. And if you didn't have fun playing it, why would you work at it?
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I I just feel that there are instances, and I can't think of a true example, but and maybe it's just movies (laughs) or stories or something, where somebody's good at something, and so like the parents put all the pressure on them to get good at that, but they never liked it. They just happened to be good at it. So now they're depressed because they're forced into this sport or activity that they're really good at they excel at they're the star player but they never wanted to be there to begin with <laughs> That'd know, be, that
0: is that's that sounds hilarious yeah well i
1: mean I feel like everybody's
0: everybody's celebrating we're going to stay we're going to stay like mom can we go like yeah <laughs> exactly
1: exactly yeah I've, and I've, i i'm almost certain there's got to be some movies or stories about that because I, I it's it feels like something i've seen before i just i don't have a clear-cut example one doesn't come to mind of of that situation happening. I was just curious what yeah. uh, how you
0: thought that may have had a role on you. Yeah, but. that probably would have been uh, that probably would have changed some things. But uh, okay, is it time for binge or cringe? All
1: right, all right. So no, first off, well, I think that was a good discussion. But yeah, let's do that. Let's let's. I think it's a good a good point. We'll start. The... No,
0: I I yeah, I liked I liked our discussion. That was uh that was fun, and it was fun to um to go off on baseball a little bit. ass uh but okay okay binge or cringe binge or cringe binge or cringe sorry all right um number one binge or cringe hibachi grills Ooh. hibachi i'll uh i'll (laughs) gringe it (laughs)
1: i'll grub that i'll binge it i like hibachi Hibachi. me too i'm gonna binge that too they're fun right yeah okay yeah 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 i'll 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 stick with my answer of binge. I'm not going to cringe it at all. I don't have anything bad to say about Hibachi, except for maybe whenever they like treat you, into, like they they turn you into the circus show. You I know, mean, like they start- flip the food. And- <laughs> yeah, they're cooking the food. And they're like open up, and then you like got to catch it with your mouth. It's like uh, fuck y'all for like you know turning us into fucking animals. But whatever. I don't. I mean, that's not that. That's a minor inconvenience. I know okay, some pe- yeah. I know some people, you know, cuz generally when you go you go in a big group and yeah. I know some people. <laughs> I know at least one person who's just like, "Nope, no." Nope. Yeah, like moves their head away, turns away. It's like I do not want to be a part of this. And yeah, I know yeah, I yeah. know how it makes some people uncomfortable at, or at least one person, but uh, no, nah, otherwise binge it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. For I don't sure. have enough hibachi
0: in my life. <laughs> Especially when they when they they flick the food at you. I I, I get that. <laughs> um but if you're you know, if everybody wants to participate, I mean, hey, make it interesting. Make uh, seal noises. You know when uh... the. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but um, uh, real, quick, real quick, real quick. This past hibachi that I went to for my wife's birthday, the the chef he did that. You know, he got some white rice at, at the at this time he was he was uh cooking the fried rice. Yeah. And so he got some of the white rice and he started flinging it. You know and. Wait, uh, the rice really? Yeah, just like little pieces of stuck together rice. Okay, yeah. 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 I mean, I think sometimes they, put, they like, do what shrimp, pieces of shrimp.
1: Yeah, you're like a little piece of meat or vegetable or something. I don't know. I'm thinking like a chopped bell pepper. I don't know, whatever chopped yeah. little thing. Well, he was doing it with like with uh, rice, with some rice. Yeah. Right.
0: So he was flinging it. Uh, he went uh, around the table and nobody was able to catch it, but me. <laughs> nice in my mouth. And so finally, um, so yeah, it was a. Uh, a group of five of us, that was the size of our party, and then two others that we didn't... Two people that we didn't know, were they, they were able to join us. Okay. So after it went through our party, like I said, uh, I i was able to catch it. It went to the woman. She got half of it, but um, you know, she tried to catch it in her mouth. So then it goes to the guy, the last guy. The chef flings it, and he acts like he's going to go for it with his mouth, but then he just catches it with his hand and like smirks oh god and it was off-putting <laughs> to
1: catch some cooked rice in your hand yeah and then what
0: shove it in your mouth and No, i just think he put it on the plate like it, it, you know it was just like oh you're no fun like you know it's kind of like that well yeah like,
1: he's that one guy that's gonna be like you're not gonna turn me into a circus animal <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah some people don't I, I get that some people
0: don't like that i'm all for it like i'll try to catch whatever and But I think it was I think it was like the catching it with your hand and then yeah the 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 demeanor and the tone he set like thereafter just like eh it was it was a little table (laughs) (laughs) But hibachi grills are a binge Yep a binge it good food and it's a fun show okay number two hmm Vaccine incentives (laughs) All right
1: vaccine incentives such as what do uh, we have going on here?
0: All right. So for for the Houston folk, we got $100 if you go and get your vaccine. So they just started offering
1: $100 for people who are not vaccinated to go get vaccinated. Yeah, to go get your vaccine. I'm cringing at that 100% fuck off. Where's our $100? Where's our $100? Where's the retro pay? So yeah, we went... We were, we were one of the first in line to go get our vaccines. No incentive for us other than our lives, our yeah. human life. <laughs> Why is that not enough? Cringe. Cringe at this whole incentive for vaccines. Or I'll binge it if they retro pay our shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same county, right? That, or it's the same department that is, that is offering these vaccines that, that are now offering the incentive. Like
0: if they offer the incentive for our like a third booster.
1: If they offer incentive well, I think okay, yeah, fuck it. I'll take they it. Probably won't. They probably won't. They won't. No, they won't, because they know that well, I don't know if they know that. But Jesus Christ, man. So a hundred bucks, is that what it's gonna take for you to go get a shot? Like why why do we why are we stooping to that point? And why would people be like, Oh, well, fuck yeah. At first I had my doubts, but now for a hundred dollars, let me take it in. Like, you know. <laughs> uh my wife binged it. I know, I know she binge it, and that's <laughs> that's okay. I'm no offense to your wife. They're I know. But, uh,
0: these people are like waiting for for the government to sweeten the pot. I mean,
1: shit. <laughs> oh my god, what a negotiation that is! But well, I mean, hundred dollars richer, I guess whatever works. But damn, how much is that costing the city? I the know, county? right? I know, a hundred bucks per person. If there are just a thousand people who get it, that's a That's $100,000. Man, fuck off. Cringe.
0: (laughs) I mean, money isn't real anyway. That's true. That's true. But still, still, still cringe. I didn't get my one hundo. Retro pay. Retro pay. Retro pay or no binge. (laughs) Exactly. All right. All right. Moving on. Ooh, perhaps controversial. Uh Uh-oh. Afghanistan. (sighs) Ugh. What Af- the fuck? Afghanistan.
1: Dude? What the fuck? Why would you put that as a binger cringe? <laughs> why would you do that? Oh my god. All right.
0: <clears throat> so
1: uh I know. I don't even know what to say about this. I am going I hate no, why 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 do I have to like resort that I have to make a decision? I'm not binging it, that's for sure. I'm 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 okay, I'll cringe. I'll cringe at just situation as a whole um i don't know much and as everyone is aware we are the ignorance manifesto folks so a lot of the things we talk about we don't know we just try try to try to make sense of it we just wing it that's exactly what we're doing you know we're just kind of few regular old guys and just trying to make sense of all the craziness that's happening in this world and the the situation with afghanistan i it 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 seems really devastating. I I don't know who's a you know whether there are winners or losers in that situation. I mean, I well, surely there are losers and winners. It's just it's a really complex thing, and I'm just I'm gonna cringe because it it's unfortunate. That's kind of the perspective of
0: cringe that I'm coming at. So yeah, I I'd a, I want to cringe as well, but maybe for for uh, for around for roundabout reasons. So like. I don't think I would ever cringe Afghanistan as a country. Right. Yep. Um, but for this situation, I almost want to cringe at America for like how we're dealing with this. Right. And to even let it get to 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 this point. Well, I mean, but then we could open up the door and it's like, well, why were we there to
1: begin with? And I think that's why I I get it's, Right. It's iffy yeah. because it's so complex. Like, I mean, we've been there for the last 20 years. So what have we developed this for or or have 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 has Afghanistan developed such a dependency on us that for us to just pull out om- almost suddenly
0: um, is is kind of a shitty thing to do, right? But but to but to, to leave all of that military equipment and then leave all of the Americans that are still there uh, left in uncertain uncertainty whether or not they're going to be able to come back soon um, to the states, um, just to. Pull out with seemingly with no plan. I guess with that, yeah. And for for then the events to unfold in like chaos. What is happening? I, like, yes, I don't. Aren't there people that that get paid a lot of money to make good decisions? Well, to to make decisions for and sure. To, you know, okay. So to at, to what degree is a lot of this a lot of this chaos the media? Why why don't I know more? Why don't we know more about this whole situation? You
1: mean apart from what we are learning over the last few weeks? As yeah. In, okay. Like, if
0: if this is just how it had to be. Okay. Well, I think it's better to ask more specifically. Why was there military equipment left, and that is now yeah, you know right. secured by the Taliban? Right. Yeah. That's. Is there an explanation for that? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I know of. I feel like that's one of the things that needs to be explained right away. Yeah. There's a lot. I'm not
1: crazy in in asking for that, right? I don't think so, no. And, you know, all of this is still really new. So I think by the time this episode comes out, maybe we'll have learned a little bit more. I hope so. But yeah, I think that is absolutely necessary. I think there are definitely answers that need to be said, you know, because there are definitely a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty. I don't. I and maybe it's a little pessimist of me, but I don't believe we're going to get all the answers. I think it's still going to be kind of this foggy area that is, and you know, naturally, so it is a very complex issue. There are so many factors, I guess, involved. Uh, I, I don't know, but hopefully, yeah. yes, you're right. I it, it would be, it, it would be nice to have a
0: an ax, just a basic understanding of what the hell's going on. So for those reasons cringe the government our government for for this shit show. Yeah. And apologies to the Afghan people if uh if it is the case that the Taliban or if it is the case that their country under Taliban rule is going to be not to their liking. Right. And I think to a certain uh, to a certain point we need to stop treating these people as like infants right They're their own people if to some extent if the if that is not the rule that they want so the taliban taking over if that is not the rule that they want i think they have have they not learned anything from us being there for 20 years well i don't know i don't know
1: that's what i'm saying like we've been that what you know the fact that we've been there for so long is was that actually the reason why it unfolded this way because they relied on us so much and you know that's kind of our fault for nurture. You know, I don't know, and and I, I don't I don't have the answers. I'm sorry, but it's there. There's a lot to unpack there, and yeah, way to go and bringing that up as a fucking binger cringe. We could have talked about that separately. No, oh, sorry, <laughs> no, that's okay. But that yeah, that, that was a big one. Um, in yeah. my, from my mind, I'm I'm cringing just in general. I'm not cr- uh, like Brian said. I'm not cringing Afghanistan. Just the whole situation is 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 a
0: is it cringe? It really is. Well, I'm gonna cringe the our government because it, it kind of seems embarrassing, uh-huh. and uh, for that, yeah, cringe, cringe our government for for that nonsense. But let's, let's move on. All right. Let's move on. All right. Last one. Whew, all right. Oh. Alien abduction. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Cringe or binge, binge or alien cringe, alien abduction. abduction. Oh my god! Okay, A-
0: <laughs> Let me think about this alien abduction Okay, the fuck. I'm just gonna go off and say binge because some of you gotta go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just take, just take all the.
0: <laughs> oh my god! All the douchebags that cut people off on the freeway. With no all right with, oh, you gotta go.
1: all right, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll binge it then, but but wait a minute. so if, <laughs> if, if the alien abductions so what does that mean does that imply that they'll return or they're just gone completely?
0: Oh, good question. um let's um, either or well, okay, if they're gone completely,
1: then I think your situation holds water. I think that's good. but if they come back, what if they come back seemingly normal? But in reality, you know, they, you know whatever we t- we hear about all these alien abduction bullshit stories, or and uh, not, I don't know if they're bullshit, whatever. But some implant has happened, and so now they are going to. They're like a not like a ticking time bomb, but some kind of timer that that the aliens have been planning, big-braining this situation as all the abductions happen. That they flip a switch, and all of a sudden they're under their control.
0: So now they're sleeper agents for they're the uh, sleeper agents now for the, for the alien extraterrestrial race. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: And in that case like
0: oh god that's scary
1: cringe that I mean unless I'm one of the ones who's abducted but no fuck that I don't want to get abducted either no, Yeah no, because no, no. you
0: don't have you don't have any like consciousness about that right like it's just going to be whenever they want to flip that switch on you then you you yeah, you, you do even, their bidding You wouldn't even know what the hell's going to happen like you would not be aware of that I'm just
1: ugh. I'll you know I'll binge I'll binge <laughs> with you I'll binge and I'm just thinking, if I'm one of the ones who gets abducted, at least I go to space, right? Hopefully yeah. I'm awake for that, but hopefully it's not any, like, anal probing bullshit that they always talk about.
0: What would that accomplish, anyway? I don't know, but why is that always
1: a thing, either? You know, like, they always talk about that for <laughs> alien abductions. <laughs> I guess it's scary, yeah. but you don't need an alien abduction to get scared of a fucking anal probe. I mean, geez.
0: Couldn't you just take a blood sample? Like <laughs>
1: oh boy all right yeah. i wonder if
0: they have windows like in their in their spaceship in their Spaceships.
1: well they got to have like some camera at least right or radar like a
0: sonar or why well, would they need that in space no yeah not, <laughs> not
1: sonar but well how the fuck yeah they got windows <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna go on a whim and say yeah, yeah they, they got, got glass it. They got yeah, glass windows sure why not all right but yeah i'll <laughs> so retarded i'll binge you think the, abduction?
0: You think they feed you? Huh? Do you think they feed you? They while have you, to while keep you there? alive.
1: I mean, if they're planning to return you, they should know to keep you alive, right? Yeah. They're not going to return like a dead body, okay? Or are they? What about like you know how they at least in some video games they always abduct the cows? Yeah. Why do they return those? Why do cows always get abducted in these situations?
0: Or do they? return the mutilated because i feel like that's yeah, a, that's, that's a fun phenomenon right like, that's
1: what i feel like yeah yeah like the, the cow comes back just whatever the aliens found useful within the cow's body one of their three four stomachs or something right because don't they have like four stomachs
0: four stomachs yeah
1: so maybe one of those has like a special quality that the aliens are aware of that we don't know and they they took that but in order to take that you had to mutilate maybe. the cow
0: Man, dude, they couldn't just, like, inject <laughs> it out into space? And like, they got to, like, give it back all fucked up? Oh. Yeah. That's rude.
1: Well, maybe they're trading it out for another one. So, yeah, they leave one. They had to come back to get another, so they left the old one. And I don't know. I have no idea. This
0: Maybe that's less, like, alien mannerisms. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they feel like that's the polite thing to do. Maybe so. But okay. All right. Let's leave it at that. Cool, cool. So. All right, good convo, Mark. I I uh I liked hearing about your uh your first grade spelling bee contest. All of my shortcomings in life?
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm very proud to share all that with everyone.
0: It's okay, but yeah, so you think from this point on you you're never going to forget how to spell build. No. I'll never forget how to spell build. All right. Well, I'm going to if it is the case in the future that you get Alzheimer's, I'm going to ask you yeah to spell build
1: i bet it'll come back or or or, or remind me of of my undergraduate math degree last year that's probably gonna make you snap back real quick real analysis just 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 say real analysis final year of college go and then you'll see me freak out (laughs) all right all right (laughs) well all
0: right um i guess we'll leave it at that yes sir all right before we go um, please, please, please uh, give us a follow on Instagram. You can uh, find us at the Ignorance Manifesto. That's the at sign the Ignorance Manifesto. Also on YouTube, we do have clips of our of our episodes, and you can find us uh, via the Ignorance Manifesto clips, and that's on YouTube.
1: Also, but- if you would like write to us you can look in the episode description we have our email there any feedback comments questions trash talk uh you could send us an email at mailbag at the and we also have our website www.theignorancemanifesto.com if you want to go visit there you can also catch our episodes any announcements that we may have of anything upcoming
0: all through the website
1: all through there so with that we'll leave it at that
0: and we'll catch you next time
1: yep as mark the bear
0: Ryan the raccoon.
1: Signing out. Signing out. Beef. (laughs) What? We did our civic duty. We went, what, three, four months
0: ago. Shit.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know. You know, we went when they first came out.
0: (laughs) Like we we went when they first came out. Like we were the we were the the test dummies, right? Can we cut that? (laughs) Yeah, we can cut that.